Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to the Expressive Mom Show with yours truly, Miriam Slosberg, and I am glad you are here with me as I have a juicy episode for you. However, before getting into that, I want to talk about last week's episode for a bit about the worst sanctimonies around. Well, it's too bad that the show is done a day before my lovely encounter with one. See, I follow... Um, Scary Mommy Facebook page, and I saw an article that was titled, Thanks for Your Concern, But My Fat Ass is Just Fine. It was shared. And this article is about how fat shamers online pretend to be concerned about the health of people that are overweight and obese, and they make snide comments about their weight and act as if they're really concerned, while what they're really doing is shaming the individual for being overweight or obese. I mean, fat shaming is not exactly a new thing by any means. I mean, it's been an issue that's been going around for years, and even underweight people are shamed for not having enough weight, which is referred to as skinny shaming, and neither is right to do when this means body shaming has not gotten better over time. In many ways, I'd say it's gotten worse thanks to the Internet. So anyway, I chimed in, and I commented on the article, and I talked about how my weight loss journey started as of last January. So I've lost 60 pounds um, out of 80. I've got only 20 more to go, and... uh, It's slow, it's really slow, but, you know, there's really no time limit. So I'd also mentioned at the same time that as of last September, I had noticed that people in general were kinder to me after I had lost 40 pounds. I mean, customer service was more receptive. Uh, People held doors for me, and strangers said hello as well, and so on. So I was still 40 pounds overweight, which is, um, then I learned, like, you know, which which is still significant, but I guess it's also quote-unquote acceptably overweight and then and then I guess that means that you're quote-unquote being worthy of being nice to but you know they don't want to know a thing from you if you're larger than that which is quite sad and even while being ignored while I was at the higher weight I was still fat shamed silently just by that alone I mean even though no one actually said anything to me um expecting you know just just being shunned pretending you know they pretend that you're invisible that's that's a way of fat shaming definitely even though it's silent right yeah it's silent that's all so anyway to make a long story short becoming over 80 pounds overweight is in a span of a decade can happen for a variety of reasons such as clinical and situational depression being mixed together in conjunction with probably very high cortisol levels, which was from the stress of all that. So I'm not going to get into all that, but let's just say that was my story until the issue had really resolved, which had brought me onto uh, my weight loss journey. It brought me into a place where I can start. So I'm down 60 pounds and I've got 20 to go. And like I said, it's slow, but not exactly in a hurry. So I'll just keep it to that. And anyone who has an ounce of empathy would get that, okay? However, not this particular mommy who basically told me that I had no excuse to be a fat slob, even though she didn't exactly say it in those words, as she decided to comment on my thread that was relevant to the article. Oh, yeah, so she basically said that anyone who's overweight like that it has no excuse to let themselves go and stated that they are clearly out of control and need a course in accountability, her words, actually. It doesn't matter what kind of circumstance that they're dealing with. I called her out on it because she was being the ultimate sanctimony. Anyway, I just wanted to give a brief talk on, on that since uh, we're on the topic of sanctimonies. I mean, even though she didn't, you know, judge you on, you know, uh, how you're parenting, because that's really what a sanctimony is. She still was a sanctimony because she's like, oh well, you know, I went through my own hardships, you know, and I and I didn't I didn't go out of control, like you know, same thing. So anyway, screw that. So enough of that, and um, I just I just had to mention that 
little uh, encounter there. So let's close that and let's talk about what we're going to. Let's talk about this show for this week because I've got something else quite juicy for you, and it's about sinful pregnancy confessions. Yes, there are moms who go on platforms such as Reddit, Whisper, and even Yahoo that had confessed that they had done some major no-nos while they were pregnant. And they, this this should, this could really shock anyone. Like, all these would shock anyone, but they would especially make any sanctimony squirm. Yes, back to that again because of last week. We went from the talk about sanctimonies to now talking about moms that did simple things during their pregnancies and, and had confessed about it. So we're doing a 180 here. So, I'm sure you're ready for these juicy confessions, but just before I get to those, I just want to mention something, okay? Because um, you do know, anybody would know, even those, even though who, who, even though um, those who don't have kids um, would know that pregnancy rules have changed so much over the course of years, decades, centuries, and beyond. Because remember how at one time drinking and smoking was encouraged by doctors for pregnant women to do. Well, that was before studies being conducted in the 60s, 70s, and 80s indicating that drinking, doing drugs, and smoking were shown as being very bad for the unborn baby. So the same applies to eating certain foods such as fish that have high mercury levels such as swordfish, king mackerel, and shark meat and so on because that's um, very bad for the baby's nervous system. And the same goes for eating unpasteurized meat and dairy products and anything that's raw or not clean due to the fact that it could carry some very harmful bacteria. Okay, so that is um, that's basically what the rules are. And, I mean, you also know the rules such as, oh, well, you know, take the folic acid, take, uh, you know, do this and that. Don't, don't do anything that could you know, strain you, et cetera. Anyway, so let's now go on to the juicy stuff. Let's talk about some of these sinful confessions that um, – and some of them aren't so sinful. They're just some of them are just uh, also confessions by pregnant women that are feeling a certain thing. So here's one. Okay, this is from Whisper. So apparently, with this one, there's no intimacy. Intimacy. So this one says, "My husband is no longer attracted to me. So now that I'm pregnant, sex is non-existent." Ooh, that's a really touchy topic during pregnancy. I mean, many women talk about having the best sex of their lives while pregnant. Since so much blood flows from that area, it's no wonder that uh, they do. So um, there are plenty of pregnant women who really, really have a strong desire to be intimate. Um, However, there are some that just don't want to be touched, and they feel large and uncomfortable, and intimacy is the last thing on their minds. So what people forget is that men respond to intimacy differently when a woman is pregnant too. Some men are perfectly happy to be intimate as usual as long as the mom-to-be will let them. Other men are just weirded out at the thought of intimacy while mom is expecting because they're scared that they're going to hurt the baby. In some cases, men actually find their pregnant partners unattractive, unfortunately, and it's very difficult for a pregnant woman to deal with her body changing at the scorn of her partner at the same time. But according to Whisper users, it's not an uncommon situation. Oh, my goodness. So, anyway, here's another one. It's from a surrogate mother. She says she didn't want to give up the baby. Well, that's happened before. And um, if you do remember, if you remember Friends, 
where um, that episode friends where Phoebe gave birth to the triplets she was carrying as a surrogate for her brother and his wife. She decided that even though the arrangements were made, she wanted to keep at least one because parting with them is so difficult. So, I mean, it sounds like a crazy television scenario, but women who do serve as surrogates don't always have an easy time giving their child that they carried for nine months to the biological parents. And unfortunately, this does happen a lot. Now, I mean, surrogacy is talked about more often than it used to be. Women still sometimes don't consider the attachment that they feel to the babies they grow inside their bodies. And it's important to really look into those emotions before agreeing to be a surrogate, if that is something that you are thinking of, um, because it might not, it might be too difficult for you. All right, here's another one. Here's a confession. I smoked weed during my pregnancy every day to the last month. Well, you know what? I have to say, this is not such a horrible thing. I mean, it is known, because, I mean, there's worse things. I mean, it is known that uh, the effects of drug use while pregnant is widespread, and some children, unfortunately, are addicted to the drugs and have to suffer through withdrawal as newborns. So anyway, I mean, this, this is why it's like, oh, why would anyone use drugs while pregnant? But the thing is, is that when if she's smoking weed, that could maybe maybe help her nausea if she's having a lot of nausea. So this isn't a terrible confession, but there are other ways to get the cannabis into you other than smoking weed. So maybe that is that is why. Um, and you know, we we all know that drugs and alcohol do cause damage. So anyway, um, that that's basically uh, that's I'd say not the worst confession I've read. But anyway, it's, it's you know, one worthy of mentioning. Here's another one. <laughs> Someone just said, I just cried for 30 minutes because my boyfriend knocked over a cup of water. Oh, pregnancy problems. Well, you know what? We do know that pregnancy pregnant women may be a little more emotional. Okay? I mean, the hormones are just all over the place. And you know what? They're made, you know, these women are made fun of their out-of-control feelings while pregnant, and it's really not funny. And most of the time, they know they're overreacting, but it just feels so uncomfortable. Uh, or sorry, it's it's just impossible to keep it, you know, to keep it under wraps. So anyway, this is why so many pregnant women go to platforms like Reddit or Whisper and, and all that to confess instead of trying to explain these feelings to anyone, um, anyone who they care about, right? So um, even after the baby arrives, those big feelings don't go away. The hormones are still really all over the place. And add sleep deprivation to that, it's just very, very difficult. Okay, here's another one. Confession. I am pregnant by my ex, but he just broke up with me to be with someone else. Oh, my goodness. So, you know, there's no guarantees when, when a woman gets pregnant that she'll end up staying with the uh, the father because they can just move on with their lives and it's a very devastating and scary situation especially if the mom has feelings for her ex but it it unfortunately happens and um, even this happens to celebrities sometimes even end up pregnant while the public watches their ex move on with the other people leaving the responsibility of the family behind 
So in these situations, the sad truth is that these moms have to seek child support and then figure out the best way to co-parent with someone who they are no longer in a relationship with. Some women choose to parent alone, and um, while others fall in love again and find someone else who wants to be part of the family, what other mom chooses, single moms are powerhouses that offer their children everything possible to help them succeed. Oh, this is a very sad one. Um <clears throat> This one was, I found out today that I am pregnant and my boyfriend died in Afghanistan last week, so I'm all alone and I'm so scared. Wow, there's another single mom situation, and this one is not voluntary where the man just leaves. Okay, there are sadly women who end up alone because their partners pass away before the baby arrives, and they go through pregnancy alone and deliver their babies, taking on the role of single mom from the very start. So that's, you know... That's really a tough one. Okay. Okay. So here's here's another. Here's a real juicy confession. <clears throat> I'm trying to seduce my crush into sleeping with me. I'm pregnant and I want him to be the dad. Oh, lying about the paternity of a child is one of the most manipulative things that any woman can do. It's extremely deceitful to the child and to the men involved and the one who doesn't know that he's the dad and the one who thinks he's not. He is when he's not, but biologically speaking anyway. So it's no wonder these women only want to share this information on platforms such as Reddit, Yahoo, or Whisper while they're anonymous, right? So uh, lying about paternity can damage parent-child relationships for life in more ways than just one. Because there are so many kids that find out that their mothers lied to them will likely have issues trusting them for the future. And who can blame them? And the men who raise children who aren't biologically uh, them, um, you know, they could still grow to them. They don't love them any less. They're going to feel betrayed when the truth comes out. So this just may mean the relationship with mom will end up dying. And there's also a man in the world unaware that he has a child. Through some men, they they do skip out on parenting duties. Um, they should at least be given the opportunity to be a parent. I mean, that's that's a pretty bad one. And here's another one. I got pregnant on purpose to keep him from leaving. We have been together for five years. He still doesn't know. Hmm. I mean, if if a relationship is in such a bad place that a woman feels the need to get pregnant to save it, that's just too late. And babies actually, they think that babies are going to save relationship. In fact, they it could just make things even more tricky. And if a man stays around, then the relationship is just based on lies. Well, unfortunately, this is a common technique that women use to keep a guy around if they are afraid that the relationship might end, and this is why men should be equally responsible for birth control. It's it's not only the right thing to do, but it's also it saves them from being roped into fatherhood before they're even ready. So the truth often comes out in these situations eventually, and while couples may go on to live happily ever after, they'll end up resenting each other because that's and that's actually something that their kids going to pick up on. It's not an honest way to keep a relationship together. Okay, now here's another one. This is a this is something that happens once in a while where a pregnant woman doesn't know that she's pregnant until the water breaks. So this this confession is, I don't I didn't know that I was pregnant until my water broke. I'm so worried I messed something up and ruined his life. Ooh. I mean, there are some that went through a tough time with morning sickness and watched 
their bodies just grow and grow and grow. It's just it's very difficult to imagine not women not knowing that they're even carrying a, a baby until the water breaks or the baby arrives. However, it can happen. And stories like this are in the news often. And, you know, women in these situations have valid concerns. It's not their fault if they were drinking or whatever and they didn't know they were pregnant. It's not their fault if they didn't know. And uh, the other thing, too, is since they didn't know, it's not likely they took any kind of uh, extra vitamins and they probably didn't avoid any risky behavior. So, yeah, this could lead to problems in their babies in life. And um, the good news is that these situations can miraculously work out, especially since prenatal care is huge is a huge part of pregnancy. But if, if a mom doesn't know that she's pregnant, it's not an option. And all she can do once the baby arrives is give them the best care possible since he's there. Okay, incontinence happens. Okay, being pregnant has made me realize it takes talent to not do number one on yourself when you sneeze. Yeah, that's kind of embarrassing. The bladder situation is certainly complicated during pregnancy, you know, because since the growing uterus is putting out tons of pressure on the poor bladder, accidents are going to happen. And they happen when there's coughing, sneezing, or jumping, or just sometimes just so noticeable um, when that change, you know, that that you've got to change your clothes, and that's just that's embarrassing. And the sad thing is, it doesn't always end after the baby's born, because uh, once the uterus has stretched to accommodate the baby, nothing is really ever the same. Suddenly, the bladder just isn't capable of, you know, having the same function as it used to, right? So. Uh, the good news is, is that this issue is talked about more often than it used to be, and doctors do recommend Kegel exercises to tighten up the muscles, and um, that'll just help keep things in more. And the thing is, it gets worse with each child that the mom has. All right. Okay, here's another one, body image issues, which is really, this is something that we already just talked about based on the sanctimony topic. So this one says, I'm having a hard time with gaining weight. I'm pregnant, but a big part of me keeps telling me to stop eating or I'll ruin my body. Oh, my goodness. I mean, the media has done us no favors when it shows pictures of women gaining weight during pregnancy with, you know, titles that they're, you know, doing, implying that they're doing something wrong. And, I mean, mom is supporting her baby during pregnancy. And the fact of the matter is how much how much weight women gain, it varies. So what's dangerous is for women to be scared of gaining weight is because they fear what they're going to look like after the baby arrives. While it's a good idea to eat responsibly and to work with a doctor throughout the pregnancy, it's, it's necessary to put on some weight. And, and pregnant women who starve themselves are also starving their child. So women who have past issues with eating disorders may be especially prone to problems while pregnant. That's why they need to work closely with doctors to ensure that they're putting on enough weight and giving their babies the calories and nutrients that are required. All right, here's, here's a juicy confession. I faked being pregnant at work so my managers would go easy on me. They asked me for proof and gave me a test. It turns out that I'm actually pregnant. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> you got to laugh at that one. I mean, faking a pregnancy is always tricky. And what happens when the weeks go by and mom isn't showing? What about when the due date arrives and there's no baby? Who would want to lie about being pregnant when there 
eventually will mean mean lying about losing the baby, right? So one woman decided to lie about pregnancy so she could slack off at work, but it turns out she really was pregnant. When her job forced her hand, uh, she found out that her lie actually became the truth. So lying about anything, especially about pregnancy, does not make a person trustworthy. If an employer is giving too much work to employees, mature response is to have a conversation about the workload and not to lie. And in this mom's case, her lie ended up being a reality, which was a shock to her and her employer. Demanding proof of pregnancy means her boss probably didn't believe her in the first place. However, that's changed. Oh, man. So, here's another one. I think one of my favorite things about being pregnant right now is that my belly doubles as as a table for my tablet when I want to watch movies in the bath. There's no reason to enjoy the pregnant belly. I mean, there are reasons. Sure, it throws off the balance and gives you stretch marks, but it also can hold items that you don't really want to carry. So if we read in the bathtub, for instance, our belly can hold our books. If we want a cup of tea or a bowl of cereal, our belly is the best table, and one woman even uses it as to as a tablet holder. So, you know, while our kids are around electronic devices more than ever nowadays, it's a good idea to limit how often we keep those electronics near the pregnant bellies. Um, Those studies have not have been not really been completed to show what happens if a child is around everything, you know, a tablet or a cell phone can put on, put out while uh, being in the womb. Um, but taking any electronic device in the bathtub is also a risk because dropping it can mean a lot of damage. Okay. So here's another one. This is not really a juicy confection, but it's 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 one worth noting. This woman says she's 40 weeks pregnant and still rocking yoga. Well, yoga is a great exercise for pregnant women, but modifications often have to be made to ensure it's safe for both of them. So doctors generally recommend that a woman does not stand on her head while pregnant since falling because it can injure her baby. There's also the issue of blood rushing to the head, which can cause fainting. However, some women still choose to advance their practice while pregnant. Like the woman who um, posted this confession, they keep pushing right up until the due date and not modifying any of their poses. I mean, practicing yoga um, throughout pregnancy can actually be a good thing because it can make uh, labor easier, but each woman still needs to recognize her limitations and proceed with caution. And uh, modifying those poses during the pregnancy is not going to cause mom to lose all of her progress, but it'll keep her from suffering a fall that could be quite disastrous because you are better to be safe than sorry, especially during pregnancy. Okay, so there's I've got there's more confessions that um, are pretty funny as well. This one is from um, this one is from the uh, parents parenting magazine. So let's just go on here. Okay, so someone named a woman named Cheryl says, says says this. When I was pregnant, my husband would always offer to make me nutritious breakfast, but I declined, explaining that I had morning sickness. But the truth is, I couldn't wait for him to leave so I could scarf down cold pizza or a tuna sandwich at the minute he left for work. Once I made a mac and cheese from a box, and my strange breakfasts were my little secret throughout the pregnancy. Hmm, that's pretty funny. I mean... 
why why would why would she want to hide that because it is a known fact that weird cravings do happen during pregnancy all right so here's another one renee says i drank coffee ate cold cut sandwiches put feta on my salads and even sneaked diet cokes my rule of thumb was moderation well she certainly was um i don't want to sound like a sanctimony here but she certainly was taking some gambles I mean, it is, it's a known fact that drinking coffee is not such a bad thing. It's been found that as long as the um, caffeine intake is below 200 milligrams a day per day during pregnancy, it's totally fine. Um, so that, probably that part, she drank coffee, that's probably not such a bad thing. I mean, it depends on how much coffee she drank. But eating cold-cut sandwiches is kind of risky because the thing is those cold-cuts can be... Um, they can host some pretty harmful bacteria. And I know when I was when I was pregnant, I was told to microwave cold cuts, which I did um, for that reason. And feta, it's, it's hard to say whether that type of cheese is okay. I mean, soft cheeses are usually unpasteurized, so that's why they say to stay away. But I'm not sure about feta. I'm not sure if feta is really that that sinful, if you will. But even but even so, she probably was told it was, and I do remember I was told it was. I don't know how it is today. I'm not sure if the if they've backed up on feather or not. I, I don't think so. I think it's still something to stay away from. But that was certainly taking a gamble. So hopefully, um, I don't know what her story was at the end. I don't. I hope she had a happy ending anyway. Um, but her rule of thought was moderation. Okay. Well, you know what. Um, I'm glad she just got lucky then if all turned well, which I hope it did. Okay. All right. So here's another one. Um, this this woman says, her name is Kelly. My husband and I, well, my husband is really good at balancing our checkbook, cutting coupons before grocery shopping and making sure that there's enough going into the account every month. Um if he knew that I spent around $179 on designer maternity jeans, he'd freak out. Whoa, you know what? Um, spending money behind one, you know, the significant other's back is unfortunately not just an issue that happens during pregnancy. It's just it's an issue that happens, you know, all often. So that's um, that really is a big juicy confession because that's that is one thing that that you know what, lying about what you're spending and hiding it is at the seat. And unfortunately, that really was <laughs> not a good thing to do, but it, it happens often. It happens often. Spending money on things behind your spouse's back or your partner's back, it's a common thing. And it's even worse during pregnancy because you need to save that money for the baby. There's a lot of costs that are coming up that you really don't think of. You know, um, in the you know you've got health insurance and you've got uh, you're going to have to take out as morbid as it sounds life insurance because you have to you've got a baby. Um, there's just you know and all the, the the costs of caring for a baby. So spending that amount of money on maternity jeans probably was not the smartest thing to do, unless you were super rich, which I had a feeling that she wasn't, like most people. Oh, okay. Well, Laura. Okay, Laura says, I didn't read what to expect when you're expecting, but I did bookmark the pages to make my husband think I was brushing up on anything. 
Okay, I mean, this confession isn't the worst, I'd say, but, you know, obviously she didn't take the time to learn what she really should have about being pregnant because that's that's really something that every pregnant woman should do is learn about, you know, what's going on and what to expect and what she, you know, what they should do during, you know, what during whatever stage they're in. So I guess uh, she just was winging it without really, without really informing herself. Okay. Okay. So here's another one. Sandra has a pretty juicy one. My husband and I came from super conservative families, so we didn't tell them that I was actually pregnant before we got married until the baby arrived, quote unquote, early. By then, no one cared because our little child stole stole the show. Hmm. Wow. Well, that's uh. That's pretty, uh, I mean, I personally don't think it's that juicy, but considering where she came from, who she came from, uh, that was probably quite juicy. Mm, okay. All right, so here's uh, here's one. It's I wouldn't say it's juicy. I'd say it's a pretty blunt and honest confession. Beth says, I didn't like being pregnant at all. Everyone says it's magical, but I had heartburn, swollen ankles, hemorrhoids, and gained 42 pounds. I'm happy to be a mom to a healthy infant, but I would have skipped the pregnant part if I, if I could have. Well then, um, hey, listen, like I said, it's not, it's not juicy, but it's pretty blunt, and I think she's not alone. She's definitely not alone. But there are so many that have, um, not to invalidate how she's feeling, but there's a lot that are dealing with a lot worse than that, that uh, would have really been, you know, pretty pissed by by reading that or hearing that from uh, from someone because, you know, especially if they're having such really awful complications, they would have given to have her pregnancy experience, definitely. Okay, so um, that's, what do you think of all that? So here's one. Um, <laughs> so someone uh, someone actually had written on Reddit saying, I recently confessed to a friend, even though I'm thrilled to be the mom of a he- happy, healthy seven-year-old boy, the nine months spent carrying him that I just didn't think they would be, and I wish I wasn't the only one with pregnancy confession. So I checked in with other moms to see um, what they had to get off their chest and she's glad that she did because she wasn't alone and you know what sometimes being pregnant isn't so magical and sometimes you know you're going to do things that you're you really shouldn't be doing but you got to tell someone why because you know keeping that within in you can be a little hard like if you do what that that woman did who drank all that coffee and the diet coke and the and ate the feta and etc um you have to say it some you know to someone because that's a lot to carry, especially if you're you know you did something that you shouldn't have, but you're feeling guilty about it hmm okay, so now that said, if you had done any of these things, don't worry, you're not alone, you know that, and that basically sums it up for now, so let's talk about um briefly what we're going to talk about next week because I've got something else quite interesting in store. So, have you been to a psychic? Probably have. And a lot of them are full of bull. I know that for a fact. Um, there are some pretty there are some pretty fake psychics out there, and I'm not even going to 
I'm not even going to say who they are, but I can say that I've had some pretty bad experiences, and I, I know I'm not alone. Um, however, that's not what we're going to talk about. We're actually going to talk about craziest psychic predictions that moms have gotten that actually came true. I mean, these are wild. So that's going to be exciting. You know, that's what's, what's uh, you mean? It wouldn't be so interesting if they got crazy psychic predictions that didn't come true, but these ones did that I've collected. So that's going to be exciting, and you know what? That means for now, that'll be it, and have a good one, and I will talk to you then. Bye for now. Talk to you next week.